0: Serving up a healthy dose of news, traffic, and engaging opinion. This is Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900-CHL earlier today at city hall hamilton's 17th annual honoree for black history month was announced dora annie founder of the school of dreams who passed away in 2019 joining us now to discuss the school of dreams and her work uh her mother's work back in her hometown uh, and the future moving forward barbara annie is with us president of the school of dreams daughter of the founder dora annie and here now barbara thank you for the time hope you're doing well
1: Hi, I'm well. Thanks for having me.
0: Must have been a pretty cool day today.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. I've been asked that question a few times, and it's it's definitely that sort of cliche expression of the mixed emotions. You know, super happy that she's being recognized. You know, also wishing she, of course, could be here herself to to mm. see those accolades come in, but it's it's been amazing.
0: So tell us about this project and how your mother got involved in this
1: yeah, so the project started this this year's our our twentieth year that we've been around. Um, it started with a trip that my sister, my mother, and I uh, took to go to Ghana. um you know, that's where my family's from. Um, she hadn't been for many, many years, and my sister and I hadn't been um in any period of time that we could remember as a, sort of young adults. My sister, who is an educator by trade, um, my mom took us to the village where she grew up and was really excited to take us there. And she was like immediately disheartened because the small school that she uh, l- learned at when she was a child was in just such disrepair. Mm. So, you know, she got back to to Hamilton and I always sort of describe it. She got a fire in her belly and and couldn't let it go. So she, you know, it originally started as a project called Dora's Dream. And uh, our, our local church, uh, McNabb Presbyterian, located in Hamilton, helped the first project get off the ground. And after that one project was done, she said to me, she said, Barb, I, I cannot let this go. There's so many schools that need our help. So, hmm. you know, that Dora's Dream project turned into a not-for-profit, originally called Ghana Schools of Dreams, which then turned into a registered charity you know, less than a year before she passed away called schools of dreams.
0: How much time would she devote to this? What, what was her day like devoting to this? What would she have to do? How do you do this?
1: <laughs> you know what I didn't, uh, I laugh because I, uh, you know, I've taken over as president and I, yeah. I now realized I call this. So the one thing I should sort of start off by saying is that we are a hundred uh, percent volunteer run organization. Mm-hmm. I call, I have a day job. I work uh, as a uh, marketing media professional. I call Schools of Dreams my um, my my second full-time job that I'm paid with in passion and dedication because it's mm. it's a lot of work. You know, we run a registered charity, which basically means we're running an a business, a corporation, an yeah. organization and you know, coordinating with folks in Ghana, working with the individual schools. Um, you know, connecting with donors here in in Hamilton and beyond, it's it's lots and lots of work, but it's definitely gratifying. I went um, last year around this time to go visit all of the different projects, um, the schools, and you know just see, especially going to the very first school, seeing some kids who are now in university. It's it's amazing mm. to see that the um, you know, I always say we build we build the physical structures of schools, but really, we are changing these kids' lives.
0: Wow, that's incredibly rewarding. What was it like for you and your sister to go back to your mother's homeland? Uh, my mom was an immigrant; never got to do that with her. Always wanted to. What's that experience like?
1: It was it was really amazing. Um, you know, I think seeing it through her eyes because she hadn't yeah. actually gone for over a decade. Um, you know, it was, uh, I I would say it was definitely a mix of emotions as well. It was, um, you know, startling because it's just such a shame what the government of Ghana does in terms of, they will provide teachers, they will build a school, but they're just very poor at maintaining the schools and the Mm -hmm. schools become very unsafe. In fact, one of the projects that we had done it we completed in 2021 during the period of time between completion and you know getting rid of the the dilapidated portion of the school um some kids were playing on the weekend and really sadly the the school building that was thank goodness the kids were no longer actually learning in that building but the the building collapsed and two oh, two man. of the kids passed away from oh, that man. that you know situation. So it again, we, you know, build the physical structures, but the the sort of byproducts that come from um, you know, the work that we do is is just truly amazing.
0: What is the biggest challenge running something like this, especially in a place like Ghana where you're here, they're there?
1: Uh, Well, I would say we've got some really great people on the ground and we've developed, um, you know, technology, of course, has definitely helped us from Mm. um, uh, addressing some of those challenges. I I would say (laughs) I laugh because, um, you know, there's quite a big time difference. So sometimes just, you know, connecting is a big challenge. Um, You know, we really try to stay in touch with all of the different headmasters at all of uh, the schools. and the one thing I notice is that the Ghanaian government, when it comes to faculty at the different schools, they like to change teachers a lot, which I think is a lot different than something, hap- uh, you know, the way it works here in Canada. They they like to switch them to different mm. schools all the time. So it's hard to maintain um, relationships, especially when you're mid-project, which is what happened with our our last project. Thankfully, a lot of these headmasters, actually all of them, headmasters, headmistresses, I should say, you know, it depends. Um, <laughs> they all they all get very invested. So uh, our last project that we just completed, the headmaster actually moved halfway through, but I've still been in contact with him. When I went to Ghana, he came to visit. He, I think he was feeling a bit of FOMO because he, you know, was ready to have a school that was going to be beautiful and completed, but he's still very thankful.
0: Hmm. Where did your mother see this going? I mean, obviously this started with her own school and then just continued from one to the other, to the other. What's the future here?
1: You know, I actually, um, when she was passing away and she was in the, the hospital and, um, you know, it, there was a period of time where she uh, was really struggling with, you know, the reality of her situation and, and, you know, that things were not going to, uh, you know, essentially go her way yeah. medically. And, you know, we had lots of conversations in those final days about, she was very, very worried about leaving the charity in particular. I think it was her, her, uh, additional baby leaving it, um, without sort of knowing what was going to happen and take care. And, in those final days, every single board member came and physically said goodbye, let them know that they were going to, you know, continue to make this a priority. I did the same thing. And in her final days, I think she sort of came to the piece that she personally has taken it as far as she could. She was a hairdresser by trade. She was not, um, uh, you know, a corporate por- person.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I said,
1: I do this as a volunteer I am, I do work in the corporate space. so. I think I've been able to, um, you know, take it to places that she just hasn't been able to, uh, she couldn't have even imagined at the time. And, you know, I I look up at at the sky and and hope she's, you know, proud of the accomplishments that we've we've done, but we've done things like moved into the digital space when it comes to fundraising. And we've developed an advisory council to, you know, get better at how Mm. we as volunteers can work and just, you know, think more strategically. We have a strategic corporate plan. We've, you know, gone to visit all the different schools and we're connecting with our stakeholders in Ghana on and on and on. Lots of connections with different groups here in Hamilton. So, you know, I I think that she had one vision for it, but it's, it's definitely expanded, I think, beyond her wildest mm. dreams. <laughs>